Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's another beautiful day in Rump Chat World. And uh, we're here today with, um, well, we've had him on a Raw, and it was one of the best episodes, Raw or regular, if you will, um, that I've ever done. Um, and, and Rump agrees. So, but we didn't want to just do Burt Raw, you know, doing yeah. Burt Davis Raw. Um, is only something a few people have ever done. Rump, me, Franny. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think Wacy was in there too when we were doing Burt Raw. Wacy. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, doing a little Burt Davis Raw. But anyway, welcome, uh, Burt Davis, our good buddy. That's um, he's he's going to be here. But y'all in San Antonio, let's talk. How's, how's San Antonio? Well, I tell you what, it's uh, we are. Um, I can't remember what point of this rodeo we're at. Let's see. It's Sunday. Uh, I have the night off because tonight is the Vaquero del Noche rodeo, which is a, a really cool event here in San Antonio, yeah. like with Escucha. I don't, how do you say that? Uh, side I side can't say it. They have, they're having three, uh, three matadors and Cody Webster. So he's in charge of supplying the bulls, which, uh, Kind of a funny <laughs> story. Not funny, but kind of. So they're out there trying to get these bulls. Uh, uh, they turn the bulls out the big pan. Uh, San Antonio is a top-notch, beautiful facility, which they keep all the stock outside of town a little ways. Well, these pans, these traps are huge. Well, so uh, Desmond, our friend, uh, you'll see pushing the calves yep. and steers. Uh, Desmond is a very, very large black man. And... Uh, I thought he was your stunt double. <laughs> yeah. He's like a black Justin Rumford. He's one of my best buddies. Well, Dez, he's, you know, Dez always like, oh, man, you know, I ain't worried about nothing, man. So Dez is out there. He's trying to gather these bulls in a Kubota. And one of these fighting bulls spun around on the Kubota oh, and no. started hooking, trying to get into the cab. Well, there's no door on it. So there's Dez. He's trying to slide to the other side to get away from this bull. And this bull's trying to jump through the middle of this Kubota. Well, when he oh, sees Lord. Des trying to get out the other side, this bull runs around the other side. Like <laughs> I didn't, get, I didn't get to see it. This is just uh, what I've accounted from Des and uh, from Webster. So if the if it's a little blown up, um, you know, maybe we it's can. A little rough. Uh, it, I, I didn't want to rub, but sure enough, that's what Webster said. He said this bull hooked the crap out of the um, out of the the Kubota and the uh, the Matadors. They were here yesterday. Funny note, and I know you know this. We've worked Denver together uh, at the Jerry Diaz deal. Matadors tuck their their balls into a leather pouch when they <laughs> when they fight these bulls. So, like yeah. they don't kill them here in San Antonio, obviously. But so they they do the whole bloodless bull fight, and so they got um, I guess three really good matadors that are here. Webster's buddies with them, you know. Web, you know. Web, he's only caping bulls and all that. So um, that that's tonight. I didn't have to work it. So I was pretty glad for a night off. And so I told Bert the other day, I was like, man, you know, let's get you back on. I've got to hang out with Bert because he's been here. The Muttley crew has got to be um, front and center, which has been awesome uh, to see that act here. Um, 
as far as acts, we haven't really had. I I did have to do one night of an act. Um, we've got to do the uh, River City Renegades. Without even knowing, if I say River City Renegades, what are you thinking right now, Hambone? USFL or the Drill hockey? Team. Drill team. <laughs> oh my god! Drill team and lights. Uh. Like across yes. between St. Peter's and uh, and the Western Airs so. and the Western Airs, yeah. <clears throat> so we've we've had them. We've had uh, what else have we had, Bert? Uh, let's see, uh, the side saddle girls, the the lights, uh, and then the military, all the military openings. Oh yeah, we've done a bunch of military stuff. So I mean, um, it's it's been. Good. It's been a great rodeo. Huge, huge crowds. Wonderful yeah. crowds. So, I mean, uh, we're rocking and rolling. But, you know, kind of sometimes you get caught in the, like, the endless loop of, like, Bert and everybody's been making fun of me because I don't even change. I change at night, but I just go to the production meeting and what I'm going to clown in because, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> you know, you go to a meeting and then two and a half hours uh, later, you we've start. All seen, we've all seen it. We've all seen I it. I know, but, like, you know, and I'm not going to say his name, but I had a guy be like, well, I don't understand, uh, you know, I don't understand why you don't get dressed up. Blah, 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 blah. Well, why would I take the time to get dressed up, put on jeans and a long sleeve shirt, go to the meeting and then turn around, drive a mile and a half back to our campground, change and then go right back. I don't know. Don't you have like a beautiful locker room? We have a beautiful locker room. So why couldn't you just change in that? What the hell's the point? I'm not trying to impress nobody. I did buy a, a like a 14 pack of these white t-shirts. And today I wrote on the t-shirt, Chuck sucks. I don't know if you saw that. But, uh, <laughs> I did not. I'm thinking about every day when I crack out these new, uh, and, and I got new socks. Bert can attest. These are the cleanest white socks you'll ever see. Yep. Nice. So, you know, we're, we're uh, I'm looking pretty fly down here in a old rodeo. Santa I'm proud of you, bud. I'm proud of you. Had extreme bulls day bucked over fifty bulls. Luke Casey Morris, tell him about your dislocated jaw. Oh yeah, I screwed my jaw up the other night. Got smoked by a fighting bull in the face. Like I went to bend you should down. Duck. You should duck. I ducked at the last minute, and <laughs> I'm should very duck open. sooner. Bert called me a pussy today, and that's okay. But I don't like. I'm just not digging the barrel, but. You know, it's like I tell everybody, like, I don't apply for the finals. I don't get the Coors Man in the can. I don't, I only work the barrel when I absolutely have to. And luckily here with Webster and Chuck, man, they're always so good. But that bull was pretty fresh. And I put my head down and he hit me in my face, decided not to be a part of each other for a minute. And so now I have a, I got some awesome shots from a special doctor and uh, my mouth is good. I got a mouthpiece and. They come right to my trailer. I got a really good doctor down here. Got you. You wearing a mouthpiece? Yeah, I've been having to wear a mouthpiece. So it was it kind of sucked, but hard to talk. Uh the first day after, I was talking like this for like Chris Little John. I couldn't <laughs> open my mouth. Well, Jeff, I can mop my leg, boys. I can mop my leg. Oh well it sucks is like all the assholes, you know. Like, like Bert. No, not you, Bert, but like other people like Oh, your jaws, well, you can't talk? Yeah. I'm having a little trouble talking. 
well, by God, that'll save us some money at the old hospitality on food. <laughs> <laughs> like, God dang. Can we not, can we not uh, have anything without a fat? Holy shit. Like I haven't uh, seen anything. Another- I, I think you're, I think you're getting by pretty good on social media. Are you not? Bert's been helping me out. Bert's been responding, but the shit talking hasn't been terrible, but I like, uh, I actually kind of look forward to it now. Cause there's some funny shit. Like people give me way too much credit. Like I don't get to run the kiss cam, by the way. We had two dudes yeah. kiss on the kiss cam last night. No, that's not. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, not just not a peck on the cheek either. It was. Who'd you kiss Bert? Oh, <laughs> so it was, that was, that was a first for me, <laughs> but you know, but I do like your deal with, the, with the, the old and the, and the young generation. Yeah. That's Hambone actually came up with that. That's good. With yeah. the, the we did that one night and that went over phenomenal. Well, we see, I seen it at Denver. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys did it at Denver. We got mm-hmm. to do it here, and this poor little girl Paisley, she's thirteen and just the cutest thing you've ever seen, and she had no clue on anything. I mean, not even close. Oh, so the you, gal, get, you had some good ones. Well, so the old lady, the or older lady, this is just she was not a plant. She was a funeral director. <laughs> no shit. Her okay. name was Sue from San Antonio and was a funeral director. So, okay. Well, they, they played. The it's game a good easy. business to be in. It's never going to stop. So, but I will tell you this though. One thing that's crazy about San Antonio, like the first, I'd say lower bowl. These are all rich people that, they want to come to the rodeo once a year. They want to put on their cowboy hats. The ladies want to put their cute outfits on and, um, you know. Put some saggy titties up. Yeah, they want to push their tits <laughs> out and go to the rodeo. Like, it's not your. God bless them for it. It's not your average rodeo genre. Uh, but we've had pretty. The, the tits were out uh, for Brett Michaels. Nice. And you know the coolest thing was watching Lane McGeehee, the bareback rider, meet Brett Michaels. They were like two lost souls that found each other. Why like, is that? Because Brett Michaels was like, hey, you're one of the cowboys. And Laney was like, dude, I love your music, man. You're what you're the rocker. And like they were both brain-wise the same. <laughs> but <laughs> they, but uh, <laughs> it was kind of like your act for you. Yeah. It, but you know, the saddest part was of this whole thing. I was so excited. I mean, I know we all get older. I'm older. We're, but so I was so excited for Alabama. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite songs ever is Dixieland Delight. And that music video with Randy Owen, when he's jumping in the truck, he's got that hot chick. And, you know, it just mm-hmm. like growing up with Alabama, like you think of all the Alabama songs. Yeah, but they didn't play eighteen roll on eighteen wheeler. Well, they they yeah they didn't hit some, but Randy Owen was old. But the fiddle, player you know, Alabama is pretty liberal. They're a pretty really? liberal band. Yeah, but they were like, uh, did they you watch good. any? Of I them love them, but they were good. They were good. I watched the whole thing. But Randy, he just looked like a grandpa. Well, he's seventy three years old. <laughs> but it just, it, it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Just in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking 
the closer you get, take me down. Oh yeah. I, I wonder Love how it. many I wonder how many kids have been birthed due to Alabama concerts. I want to know how many kids got you know died with Raquel Welch. What? Yeah, eighty-two. <laughs> Who's that? Raquel Welch. Oh no! I know there's a lot of kids died in my family. I'm yeah, missing well, it. she was a she was a uh, an actress, and Raquel Welch back in the day was Schmiergen smoking hot. Like she was How do I the, not know this? she was like a Pam Anderson. All right. Well, let me see oh. if I can get this opened up here. Raquel Welch. Really? Are you, are you, are you seriously? I, I feel bad that I don't know. Damn. She was gonna, so hot for so long. Oh, and that outfit on one, one of the, the, the BC show, you know, like her second show that she came out. Oh my God. I had a poster. <laughs> in my no shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> poster on his room and just covered in semen. Yeah, a lot of stiff, a lot of stiff, a lot of stiff tube stocks under the bed. Yeah, yeah. And look at me now. I'm wearing glasses. Mom <laughs> said I'd go blind. He's <laughs> gonna <laughs> say that again. My mom said I would go blind. Look at me now. I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm trying to well, find that picture, Bert. Raquel oh, yeah. Welch. Yeah. Bert has a small yeah. wiener now. Yeah, well, it says Bert has a small wiener on the video right now. <laughs> Just for the record, Bert, you see me. I've not touched anything. No. I uh, I don't I don't know I where know, that came from. That that hurts. But back to the Alabama. But it is true. <laughs> that's why I'm married to a midget. Everything looks big in her hands. God bless you, Freddie. <laughs> Look at her hands. Those are little hands. Yeah, bring your hands up here. But you know Bring what? Though? <laughs> Those little hands can hold a lot of dogs. <laughs> the the only the the dog at, the other night was so good, but the one night uh, they decided they weren't going to put the leeches on the dogs. The first night, and um, uh-huh. so like Kyle's idea, yeah. Bert and Franny go out, and this one like the the one poodle. Uh, what's it called? A uh, yeah, standard poodle, uh, Gracie. Now, but you got to hear the rest of the story, Gracie. You know, this is the first time doing the Muddy Crew. The night before, during rehearsal, dark house and spotlights. They ne- they've never done it before. We did a you know in a lit up house, and then we did a dark house, and the dogs did, did good. Thursday or Friday, Saturday night, we came out. Saturday afternoon, we came out with that because we ran barrels on Friday night, and uh, and Gracie had ten puppies Monday. The Monday we got to San Antonio. So she's a new mama. Her puppies are in the trailer, and she's out there performing. And, uh, you know, we run out, and she stays out, you know, on her seat. When, you know, Franny runs back out and tells her, come on. And then, you know, and then Jesus, he runs back out and gets on his seat. So we had to change it. I think we got it dialed in now, but we're over at San Antonio as of now. But the <laughs> Well, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about when you all left, and the one dog thought she'd just come back and check out the arena. Yeah. Well, that was Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't no big deal, but I was like, uh-oh, got one on the loose. But, I mean, with that many dogs, how many dogs just in that? Eight? Seven. Seven. It w- it was supposed to be ten, but Kyle shortened my seven-minute act to four minutes, so we had to take some tricks out and sh- and take less dogs. But we didn't get to oh, do the Kyle. trash can. We didn't Aww. get to do that. We got to rehearse. I'm going to slap Kyle in his 
top dip in his upper lip. For the record, I'm getting along with Kyle, so leave me out of this. <laughs> it's all good. You know, it's I love good. Kyle. It's all it's on the shit given. I love Kyle. Um, you know, it, it, but it, the thing I want to touch base on there is what Tommy Joe told us at Denver. Sometimes you got to let the audience absorb the moment, not just bam, 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 bam. You know, if there's something good, let them absorb it and then move on. Mm. And here we don't get that opportunity because it's rush, rush, rush. Yeah. And uh, we had a um, for the Budweiser Clydesdales two nights ago. Um, they, I, I'll start off by saying this: the Budweiser Clydesdales are iconic. I mean, they're oh they're man, freaking awesome. eight Clydesdales and the dude driving the Teamster. If you watch and if you don't know anything about teams of horses, if you see on a lot of uh, those hitches. There's the guy sitting beside the driver. He's kind of running the slack in the lines, right? Well, this this guy doesn't have anybody. He's doing it on his own. So he was. They were going to do the old. Uh, what's it called? The old backing it to the dock. The backing it to the dock. Yeah, trip. The, the docking maneuver. Yep. So I'm at the there time event in, and the the very front team. It goes to the right, and all the other team, you know, there's eight horses. So six horses go to the left, one goes to the right, and gets around and knocks one down, breaks the the tongue, and, I mean, it was almost a disaster. Like, I went to run out there because, I mean, it was close to me, and I thought, man, like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life because growing up with Bronk mm-hmm. Rumford, we wrecked teams once – Every day, maybe Every two other days. Day. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Bert. So, like, so the Budweiser team goes to go down. I'm like, oh god, yes. Just like when I got to tackle the guy in Rapid City, I'm like, here's my time. I was running out there, and and one of the officials, not the like pro officials, but the San Antonio people, were like, stay back. Well, I could have prevented it, honestly. And some people say, oh, you're just saying that. Like, I seriously think if I would have grabbed that front team, that I could have stopped them from smashing the crap out of each other. So they go down and here come, I don't know how many people. A lot. Uh, there was, there was half a dozen at least. Eight, yeah. yeah. Six, eight. Yeah. Six, eight. Well, they yeah, come we, we just watched there. it today at lunch. I was like, Holy shit. Look at this. But you oh know what? God, I got to give, I got to give it. I got to give it to Randy and Wayne because that was like, what? 15 minutes of just, yeah, this horse is, I mean, one of the Clydesdales on the on his side for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever it was, 10, at least 10, maybe just 10. Oh, yeah. Anyway, don't matter. 10 minutes of that is an eternity. And they did their job. They did it really well. And uh, well, that, that, to me, that's when it's the hardest to announce, a rodeo, well, is when you have a you travesty. And you, yeah, yeah, they, the uh, Budweiser corporate yep. had called uh, San Antonio and said, what a wonderful job the announcers did. But so the horse was down, and I mean, you would have thought that there that there was somebody watching their best friend die in the arena. I mean, like, people were crying. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, it was nuts. Of course, uh, the one thing I freaking hate, everybody's got their phones out, you know, just recording the shit out of this. Well, the horse was down. And so then the lady from the Budweiser team, she comes in with a coat 
and covers the the horse's you know whole head. You know, I mean, I get to it. To keep I guess. him calm, keep him yeah. calm, and keep him laying down. So they, I mean, it it took it took a while to they just figure everything out. It's a double bar R ranch. <laughs> yeah, we break shit like that all the time, but you know, we've never crashed eight eight horses uh, together. But so it broke the it broke the um, the tongue on that, and then so I thought that um, probably that maybe it run it up into that horse, you know. Which these these animals are more cared for than anybody in the world. Like, oh there's, man, there's a team of twenty people to take care of these dudes. They travel in the nicest semis. I mean these these horses are just the tits. They're not head and tail. No, <laughs> they're they're like flying in the Emirates. They got their own stall stall. Yes. You know, like and so and uh, so these people. Oh my god, those far horses! Like, dude, there's but there's danger if you never did anything with a with a Budweiser Clydesdale. If you turn that out in a pasture, that dude can step in a hole and break his leg. Like things happen, you know? And um it, it, so it was just like, okay, everybody just well, when they finally got him up, I know what happened because where he was down the I think that his legs were almost like uh the the belly band was so yep. tight it almost cut circulation yep. off to his back feet. So when they finally get him free, well he goes to stand up and he gets up on his front legs and was like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. And he stands up and then falls immediately down. Yeah. On the back, back end. The back like, end yeah. oh, it was. So, I mean, like, yeah, it was it was a range of emotions. But finally, after, you know, he kind of got the blood flowing, you know how it is. Like when it takes you a minute to kind of mm-hmm. get your shit together. Finally, the dude got up and um, walked out like nothing ever happened and. The crowd went wild, and so it was 25 minutes of a horse in the arena. And so after we go yeah. from, oh, my God, there's almost a dead horse. Ladies and gentlemen, Bert and Franny Davis and the Muttley crew, they had to follow the Budweiser wreck. And, you know, we're on a timeline, and, and Franny's over at the Stargate, and I'm in the catch pit, and there was no communication, and I didn't know what was going on. I knew there was a wreck, but I didn't know how bad, and I know we're going to get canceled, and all of a sudden, you know, one Clydesdale goes by me, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, then the rest of the team came out, and I'm going, holy shit, you know, and then then they, uh, I thought, right now, we're done, and they said, no, go, and we was on. And, the show must go on. And they kept us in there to pick up the crowd because, Josh, you haven't seen it, this version of the Muttley crew. We're pretty proud of it. And it just happened last Wednesday. And uh, it, we've been doing pretty good here. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm happy for you, bud. That's great, Bert. And, uh, by the way, I, I it's been our stock show. but uh, And not that I've really done too much with it, but it's been pretty hammered down here. I'll, I'll, I don't know where... Your, if I have your thumb drive, I'm sorry. I'll have to look in the trailer <laughs> underneath the bed, underneath the couch. Um, I will do my dead level best, my friend. <laughs> no worries, man. He's only no. messaged me like t- 15 times. Twice. Like, hey, no, dumbass. Shit. Dumbass. Find my yeah. shit. No, twice. Twice. So, it was only twice. I'm not like the other room. I'm saying, hey, can I do San Angelo? <laughs> yeah, let's, get, let's fire. Hey, get rid of Rump and. <laughs> oh no! And bring me in as the act. Oh, oh, yeah. in, in, absolutely. In other, oh, there's, in other no budget. there's no budget. Before we go to the the questions, <laughs> uh, in there other rodeo none. news, 
I got a phone call from the pro rodeo from the PRCA about a fine for Denver. So I want to put this out there to anybody rodeo clown wise. If you get to a rodeo and they ask you to put on a Jersey, you have to be registered in the patch program with that Jersey. Like at Denver, I'm sponsored by Mountain Dew. Not me personally. The rodeo is sponsored by Mountain Dew, not me personally. So they pay the rodeo who pays me so that they make you wear a Mountain Dew Jersey. I almost got in big trouble for that. And it's not even, I didn't even want to wear a Mountain Dew Jersey. Get a dollar from Mountain Dew. I have nothing to do with that. So that's been another fun part of the old week. Sons of bitches. Oh, yeah. But if you look at your membership card, look at the back of it. They can't even do punctuation right or spell correct meals. Look at the back of your, your PRCA card. And we are pro rodeo. You know, look at the numbers. And, and what's the words, honey? You know, on the back of the card. Uh, we they, own you. No, it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's all screwed up. Yeah. So yeah. that was. That uh, was kind of a when, shocker. You, when you called and told me that, I was like, okay. Until everybody does it, I'm not doing shit, Bear. And Angela. So I don't not, find I mean, it. Until everybody's. Look under number four. What is that second word? The or medieval first? coverage has a $1,000 deductible. Yeah. You pay the medieval. first 1000 Medieval. 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 Instead yeah. of medical. Yeah. It says medieval. Medieval. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, Josh, pull your card out and read, look at the I, back. I, I don't have my wallet. I, I will, but I, I that is hilarious. Burt Davis's card number seven. <laughs> Like 13, what, what is your card number? Thirteen five ninety. Wow, I'm two eight. I'm two eight zero oh, five one. I'm three. My three, dad is three one. one. What is your dad's? C one three seven five four P. One three seven five four. One three. Yeah. Seven. See, mine's one three five nine zero. Oh. So I mean, you mean I have my card longer than Bronk? Holy shit! Ooh, wow. Bronco is uh, in Tucson right now having a great time at the La Fiesta de los Vicaros. <laughs> if you need to get old Bronco Rumford or Benny Butler, why don't you go ahead and wait? Them <laughs> <laughs> two dipshits. What they get into now? They just have too much fun. You know, a lot of people is say, such what a do, thing? They say, what do Bronco and Benny do? Like, why it's does. It's like saying too much money. Oh, no. Shut up. Each other eggs each other on. They, they drink whiskey and talk shit and are rude to each other and then sit in the pickup by themselves. And I don't like, Oh my gosh. I wish, you know how we have, uh, how we can in the NFL where they can, uh, mic up people. I wish they would oh take God, one day and yes. mic up. My dad and baby. Yes. Do you know how Let's great get that would Randy be? on that? Let's get Randy on that. Oh yeah, my But gosh. you got it where he doesn't know it. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, because he, he oh, he, you know, them guys, so they are having a great time, La Fiesta, de los vaqueros, which means the party in the de the party of the cowboys in the desert. I believe you're an Arizona guy, Bert. Isn't that what that means? Yeah, yeah. It's they say fucked up on tequila. Yeah, tequila, <laughs> like Sierra tequila, right here in San Antonio. Um, I'm gonna try some of that. I did. No good. Yes, I don't it, like. It, I don't, it, it was good. You it was it. great. Yeah, it was some of the best. I didn't like tequila had. till now. Yeah. Um, good for the record, this, uh, edition with Bert, we're going to get into some of the questions, but, um, can I tell you, this is very laid back. It, 
the the raw is extremely wild and loud, but this is the, <laughs> the more the tuned down one. But for and we didn't really, uh, well, I, yeah, Colorado. But uh, are you sleeping right now? <laughs> no, I'm just watching a little purple light thing. <laughs> so anyhow, um, you know, Bert being in the uh, the business, the entertainment, the rodeo clown business, the uh, bullfighting. An unbelievable career. 49 years, I believe. Going on. For, this is my 49th year. 49th year. I'm in. This is my 12th year. And some days I don't know how I can make it another day. You know, but 49 years of, of entertaining. And so um, on Rump Chat Raw, it was telling the old stories. Shit got plain out of control. And so that's why you got to check it out. But so all the, the we did have a question and, and answer session, but we didn't answer any of them because, of course, we were Denver. Why did you bring that? Can I tell you know a, a story about my Canadian buddy Dennis Halstead? Oh yeah, we love yeah. Dennis. All right, well, you yeah, know, absolutely in Okotoks, that's our, our second home. You know, when we're up there performing in Canada, <clears throat> and several years back they had a a, a finale, and they didn't get hired for it. And so he said, let's go to the rodeo. We want to eat. You know, he's waiting for the wreck and thinking that they're going to need a clown to bail him out and everything. So we go to the rodeo and he'd point to that committee man and point to that committee man. And I'm laughing. And because I'm going, Denny, I worked just as many shows up here as you did. I should be pissed, too. I'm just here for the ride. So we watched the whole show. And then we decided to go to the ranchman's. Well, in Calgary, anybody knows the ranchman's. Well, the parking lot's full, and what does Halstead do? He drives his Ram and drives right next door to the Jiffy Lube and parks right up there in front. Not the way you're supposed to park, but cattywampus. You know, and on Denny's truck, it says Dennis Halstead. And at that time, I think it was eight-time entertainer of the year in Canada, you know, in a clown face. So we go into the ranchman's, and, you know, there's, there's stories that Raw couldn't even take, you know, about the ranchman's. Mm -hmm. So... When Denny and I, we, we had a couple, you know, Pendleton's and Coke or, or Crown and Coke up there and uh, Ryan Coke, actually. And we had a couple of them. And then we realized that we had more chaperones than anything. So we decided to go home. Well, we're going home and we're going up the business highway one to Okotoks. We come to one of the last signal lights and uh, we come to a stop and a Mountie pulls alongside of us or on the cross street and Halstead looks over at me and he's taking his hat and says, take off your hat now. And he crams his cowboy hat in his lap and he has that stupid ass look. And I looked at him like, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, Hey, that cop will see the cowboy hats. And he knows we're coming from the ranchman's. And I said, what part of eight time entertainer the year and your picture on the side of the door is not a giveaway. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> So we, you know, I, you know, and if you know Dennis Halstead, love him, daddy, you know, the whole family, you know, we've been adopted, uh, you know, his, his lovely wife, Michelle, and his boy, Chase, his name, you know, we, I call him Shaggy. And then they got the neighbors of Robert and Sharon, uh, her, and it's just a tight knit deal, but I never laughed so hard. Franny was asleep in the trailer and I woke her up and said, you got to hear, she goes, can't you tell me in the morning? I said, no, I won't be able to sleep until I tell you. And he, you know, he has that stupid look with his cowboy cat, crush his lap, you know, they, they know we're cowboys, they know we've been drinking at the bar. <laughs> look at that, look at that Dooley pickup. <laughs> pick with the clown. The rodeo clown on the side, those guys definitely didn't come from the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
never had a rap, never won a rap, just for that fact. You know, it Dennis Dennis would be another good rodeo clown to have on Rump Chat because I mean oh, that yeah. dude's done some shit. Well, you know, the, yeah. the first year, the first time I worked with Denny was up in Pinocchio, Alberta. And at, at Pinocchio, Alberta, they have a survey. And, you know, you have a rodeo in the afternoon and chuck wagons at night, one night of fireworks, one night of concert. Anyway, that's back in 2004. Well, they hired me and they hired Denny. And I'd never worked with him. He showed up all, you know, how you guys talked about, you know, people showed up in their sponsored trailer and everything. Well, we worked a rodeo. And it was some of the stupidest shit you've ever seen. I mean, we did some stupid stuff. And, um, you know, they have a survey. And usually the chuck wagon races win it all the time. Well, it was Denny and I. So they hired us back to next year. And that's when I realized that Denny was a fireman. Mm -hmm. You know, he all the summer, he pays somebody to do it, do his job but for the first year that i knew him i didn't know he was and then he became a captain but you know what's so funny for 20 years for 20 years his name is halstead but it went on his little badge it was spelled wrong and he never noticed it. <laughs> i get that I pete Carr called me hump for the first four months i knew him <laughs> hump. Hump. it's rough did he he uh but you know in canada so when you're at Pinocchio, would did they hire two clowns? Because I think sometimes it would be badass when you think of the entertainment, like with Rick and Rudy and, you know, well, with uh, Rudy and Liesel. And they hired Denny as the clown, but they mainly hired me for Kelsey, you know. And then when I got there, we had Kelsey, we had the Muttley crew. And then, they, you know, Denny and I just, you know, clicked. And the shit that we did, it, I mean, it was, you know, I want him to hire me back. Denny's upset about Pinocchio and, and Denny don't get mad. But I want you know, before I quit, I want to do Pinocchio with Dennis Halstead one more time, you know, because there's, you know, there's a mental hospital there at Pinocchio. And we've been gone. We did it in 04 and 05. And I think it would be so cool because they do their grand entry and they run all these bucket horses. You know, they bring a drill team with all the flags and everything. And then they bring all the bucket horses. They spin around the infield and they ride out. Well, I want them to follow, you know, with an ambulance. And, they, and the ambulance comes out and does a 360 right there in the infield. And the back door is open. And Halstead and I get kicked out in straight jackets and go, we're back. Now that would be an intro. Yeah, you know, I mean, that would be the coolest deal. Well, I, I've only saw and heard about Pinocchio, Alberta. Like, um, you know, I, I've, I've never made it up there. One, the one time I was going to get to rodeo as a clown in Canada was in Regina, Saskatchewan for Agribition, and that was the year of COVID. And actually, right. Hambone and Tallman got me that job. But like, you, you've got to ro Rory. rodeo quite a bit up. Ro yeah, well, and I've done Regina. I, I did Regina where we, you know, because we had parked outside, and while the dogs are peeing, it was freezing. No, that's shit. how cold it was. So it how is, hard it is, is a cold place with that many dogs? Because you're you're packing for your dog acts. Now you got extras with the babies. Yeah, we got extras, but no, you know, and that's where I went to dogs because we had rodeo quite a bit, you know, and you know, with the VS and 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 Mad Cow and everything, they were close in the border, so dogs all you need is a rabies shot no shit yeah just a rabies shot so i'm able to come in you know it's just a delay in getting a work visa 
You know, they got to start. It's not they, they call you two weeks out and say, hey, are you available? And, you know, because the work visa takes, you know, 60 days. And now with COVID, it's gotten worse. So with your with your dogs. OK, so you get hired to go to Canada. You want to hear a funny one? Do your dog act. Yes. So how far out do you got to start planning? Do they come into your trailer and look at every one of your dogs like, like inspect well, them or? Well, because they're, they're serious about that shit. You know, remember Ponka, the old poodle? Yeah. The brown one that we like look like a reggae. We came across the border call and border crossing and he goes, What do you got in the back? And we said dogs. And he goes, I want to see people from Llama. Well, Ponka was looking out the window. And he thought that poodle was a was a llama. Now we did get in trouble once going across. Um, we had these box turtles. One on the, we got on the Kansas Turnpike, one we had pulled into the integrity trader place, and then um the one some lady just gave it. So we had three turtles traveling. Why the hell did you pick up turtles with all the dogs? Like, well, it, it was just some. Well, we got, we got forty-eight dogs. Fuck it, let's well, get when some I, turtles. When I did, <laughs> Fort, you know, when I did Fort Worth, it was a hundred and tenth year, and and during the grand entry, you know how the grand entry at Fort Worth is that you got to ride something in in the grand entry. Well, I had a little, <laughs> I had a little mule Gus, and at at the end of it, I had actually. Halstead's involved again because Halstead had a little beanie baby up there in Canada of him on a, on a clown barrel. So I hooked up Dennis Halstead on a turtle and I got off my mule and Franny would take, you know, Gus and I'd have the turtle and it'd be walking out there and Tomlin goes, what are you doing? And I said, Tomlin, this is 110 years. This started with the turtles and I thought I'd bring it back. And T-Man would you know, go walking out across the arena with Halstead strapped to his back. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, oh my God, dude! I, I think that was what would throw off people the most. Be like, okay, we can let you go with those dogs, and you guys are good, but we're gonna need some paperwork on your turtles. They said we need to the, see those turtles. They told Franny to shut up, otherwise it'd be a fifty thousand dollar fine. They told you to shut up, Franny. Yeah. What happened? Why did you get told to shut up? Because those she bastards. said we've been across the border, you know, five times this year and uh, he said they're endangered species and i said yeah they were going you know the one was on the turnpike and he was going to get run over and the other one is pulling into you know a busy trailer manufacturing place and yes they were endangered they were going to get run over by cars so we had they turned us around and you know when we get to places you know all our dogs bark when we get get there and so we went to, you know we we're going to mail them to some friends in sonora california and uh, you could not send poisonous and turtles in the mail so we went to the FedEx and FedEx guy goes, Hey, you know, my wife was just at the pet shop in Great Falls and uh, she said, Them turtles down there are $450. We'd love to buy them from you. And I said, No, dude. I said, Here, just take them. And I gave him these two turtles there and, 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 and sweet grat. No, dude, I want to get to Canada because my first deal is priority is get to the rodeo. And and you don't mess with the border. That's one thing you do no. not do is mess with no. the border. <laughs> I have you, you I have sat, yeah, I have sat in the in the airport waiting to get processed by a border agent <laughs> for two hours before. And then when you go, what do you yeah. do? Music at the rodeo. What? Uh I just say sports DJ. They get it better. But it sucks. It is a file a file full of paperwork that you gotta have. Because you're working across the border. Yeah. 
when you're I, there, ask Corley about working without work permits in Canada. Go ahead and ask him about that. I I tell you <laughs> what though, I uh, I really feel like if somebody offered me four hundred fifty dollars for a turtle, I'm taking the I'm taking the money. Like, you know what goes around comes around. I did a good deed. That's right. That's I right. I wonder if he can still sell. I wonder if he can still sell turtles for that because in, in the Kansas area in the springtime there is turtles abundant. Yeah, but there's a lot of places there are no more. I'll you be know, damned. Global warming. All right, Bert. So I'm going right. to ask you some right. questions. Okay. Being Let's a, uh, for, for y'all that haven't listened to the raw, I mean, Bert's hauling all these dogs. He's got these acts and they're absolutely phenomenal. Um, if you get on Instagram, uh, trash can dog from Denver is actually an awesome video, which, uh, I get to help with. And I wish we could have got to do that here. Uh, the monthly crew, I think we got some videos, uh, our videographer, Chad is supposed to be getting us some videos from the shows down here because besides just the rodeo Bert's doing day shows, uh, in the, uh, the, the, the tents down here and has the had a ton of barn. kids, yeah, tons of kids, like three or four shows a day, huh? Two shows a day, 9.45 and 11. We fill the bleachers, and these kids are loud. And you know what's cool? You know, you've gone to school assemblies. You know, when you go to the local rodeo, and they take you to schools, and you're trying to get the kids all hyped up about the rodeo, and you see the teachers over in the corner going, oh, shit. You know, this is not going to be good the rest of the day. And they just look like, you know, they hate you. Well, here, everybody's been enjoying it because, you know, I relate to them. You know, and... Everybody has a dog. That's why I've, I've been working with dogs since 95 and I'll never change. And, you know, once we get back home uh, here in a couple of weeks, it's balls to walls. There's, there's some shit going to happen. Um, that's pretty bad. I, I honestly was going to ask Bert well, I'm, before I get to the questions. I don't know if I could ever do it. But, you know, before, you know, I've never thought about doing anything with the animal, but. I would love to spend some time with Bert and learn how to train a cool oh, dog. Man. You know? Yeah, that'd be that but not a bunch, just like one basset hound that could do cool tricks, like maybe drive a drive a golf cart and smoke cigarettes or something cool like that. You know, um, but basset hound that'd fit my my personality. But okay, so one of our questions from one of our big rump chat fans um is let me I already know what it is, but what is the hardest thing about traveling all over the country with dogs? The oh. hardest thing traveling coast to coast year round with dogs, you know, finding a place in the evening time to find camp, you know, you can, you know, rest areas, you know, are kind of hard fairgrounds. Uh, you pull in, you know, to a fairgrounds, <clears throat> you've been driving all day. And you meet the the night watchman. You pay him the money. Then he then you got to entertain him for the next two or three hours. So we find spots along the road, wide spots, and we just pull over, start the generator if we need to, and take care of our dogs that way. So you get somewhere you you guys because let them out, not, let them run, or yeah, we're not welcome at an RV park, right? Yeah, there's could, just no way. Could you imagine though, like when they're like, "Do you have any dogs?" Yeah, no. how many? Oh, I already got cussed out at San Antonio. Very, you know, you know, I went to media after I got my credentials here, and I said, mm -hmm. if you need any early morning stuff or anything, I'm, I'm available. Well, they had it on uh, Thursday morning, the start of it, and the veterinarian, you know, where they have us parked is down there in the purple lot, and that's <clears throat> where Darcy and Chuck and all the, you know, everybody that has that has a title 
camps there. And uh, because we're doing three different venues and first first day he started yelling at 430 in the morning because we got the dogs. Excuse me. We was going on 530. So we got up at got up at three, let the dogs out at 430 for a 530 shot. He comes out at five o'clock. He goes, are these dogs going to bark all the time? And I said, well, every time we have early morning TV, I mean, this rodeo hired me. You know, and if it's early morning TV, well, he got all pissed and he hasn't been back, you know, but, you know, I mean, we're here to sell tickets and I was just doing my job. He goes, well, there's not supposed to be any animals here. And I said, well, then you talk to Darcy. Darcy's my boss. She parked me here. This is what I'm told to do. You know, is that something that happens a lot of rodeos as far as parking? Like, um, not really, not really. Um, it's not that bad sometimes when I pull in. You know, they go, man, your dogs make a lot of noise because they're excited. You know, and I look at them and I tell them, you know, hey, Ringling paid a lot of money for them elephants to walk from the train station to the building. Let them know there's a circus in town. The Muttley crew is just saying, hey, we're here and come see us. Right. They settle down. Right. You know. Well, I mean, like, I can't, even, I can't even imagine. So, like, when you when you guys go to leave here, packing up from start to finish. Everything goes where every dog rides where. Well, let's see. The kennels, um, they'll, you know, because for our state shows, dogs got to have kennels. So there's seven, you know, four foot by 36 inch kennels, extra large kennels. We got to put them up on top in the hay rack, um, put Bailey's ladder <clears throat> away. Um, now, since we've had 10 puppies since we got here, uh, which are going to be really, they're real cute puppies there. Uh, Red Border Collie, Australian Shepherd, and Mama is a standard poodle. And uh, they're going to be pretty cute. Hopefully, I don't keep too many of them. And um, they'll go, right now, they're in the living room in our trainer because our trainer is a double slide. And uh, there's plenty of room. So she's got an extra large kennel with her, her 10 puppies. And... And then when we go, all the dogs have their kennels. Uh, what, Gracie, the mama, and her babies will move to the back to one can, in uh, to an area that we have right right outside the bathroom, the, the back door, and another dog get moved. And then all the other dogs that right up in the front, you know, and we load up and we go. So how, many, how many dogs are in the pickup? See, there's Tick, who is, we've been trying to figure out how old he is. He's got to be at least 16. He was the last one. Wow. When we was on America's Got Talent, uh, he's the last dog. And, you know, there's some guys saying, well, he's done. Get rid of him. Well, you know, they made me a lot of money. If it wasn't for these dogs, I wouldn't be blessed with this career. You know, and I'm something different. I'm carrying on a tradition of animal acts because you don't see him out there. And, you know, I praise kids like Brinson, Brinson Harris that has his trick dogs. You know, I love seeing that, you know, because his dad had a great trick dog years ago. And, you know, I, you know, when they do it and they do it good, it tickles me, you know, because, you know, I'm a dying breed, you know, so there's Tick and then there's um, uh, Bailey, the Chihuahua. And, you know, remember, Bailey is a dog we found in the rest area after we left Bailey Motors there in Omobi, Oklahoma, out, out here. It's really, tell them what, what you've seen out here. Yeah, that's the first time ever, like, we're uh, right outside of our camper, speaking of Bailey the dog, there's three duallys parked all beside each other, all with the Bailey mud flaps on from Mike Bailey Motors. Yeah. There you go. Two Oklahomans in Oregon. Yeah, two oak levels with me, Webster, and Bert. Two, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, so when your, <laughs> your dogs are riding, like you got a pretty badass truck, and your dogs, do they ride good? Like, 
Like, when how do you know a dog's got to take a pee when you're because, like, you know, rolling with three kids and you know, handbone rolling with Gus, like, when they got to pee, they can go, Hey, we got to pee, and you're rolling with these dogs. How do you know when it's pee time? Well, wait, you know, when we travel, like, if we're, if we're gonna put a hard day in, you know, Franny goes out to a half feeding, uh, at night after. You know, they get full feedings, but when we travel, half feedings. And then uh, in, in the truck, the pickup trucks, uh, the dogs, they're they're pretty pretty good about it. We, at, at time, you know, we might have had one or two accidents. Well, but, but, so do I. You know, but yeah. uh, overall, we've been pretty good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very proud of our kids, just like how they performed here. Because, you know, this is the first time they performed in spotlights. Uh, you know, one dog with brand new, you know, her, this is her first rodeo. And then the other one just having puppies. Uh, I'm I'm on a high right. without, without gummies. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Not as high as, not as high as, never mind. <laughs> as other people yeah, anyway. in the past. Okay, so next people, question. Not as high as I've seen other people in the past. Correct. You got to get on. You got to get on raw before you know that. Uh, okay, uh, Jake Cunningham, sixty-five twenty-two. After listening to the raw episode, on the raw episode, you tell a lot of stories. Jake says, "Have you ever thought about writing a full book of your rodeo stories?" You know, it, I've thought about it, but you know, I've never been. Lisa Harris or Wilbur Plogger, you know, my kind of deal. And, and I, and I don't know, I was pretty hammered there at Denver. Uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> Cody, too. I'm the Cody Johnson, you know, dreaming of a buckle I'll never wear. And, you know, I'm very proud that I've been in rodeo for 49 years. You know, I've worked big ones in the past and, you know, my goal now is, you know, when you see these older clowns, and they used to have, you know, five trick dogs. Now they only got two and they're old as dirt. And every, he's been around forever and everybody loves him and everything. And they feel sorry for him and they give him a job. I don't want to be that way. You know, I want to go out, you know, where they're going, holy shit, you know. And um, um, I just, you know, I just love doing what I'm doing right now. I think that if you wrote a book, because like Liesl's book was amazing. And you know another really good rodeo book was Fred Whitfield's Gold Buckles Don't Lie. I, mm. I think there's a lot of room. I, I guarantee from the Raw episode, at, like you said, we were a little full that night. So I had to go back and listen to the episode, even though I was there most of the time. Um, but, you know, <laughs> well, your body was, but your spirit was in the spirit world. They can't see we all were, all. We all were. We were <laughs> in the spirit world, but. Um, I, that was I, a fun night. I think that if you ever had a chance to write a book, that people would buy it. Mm. Why don't you consider yourself on that? Because like, I, I think of you as one of the greats. I think you can't have a 49-year career as a specialty action rodeo clown without being successful. You need to, be, you need to write you know, children's books. Children's books with all the Muttley crew. Well, see, you know, we was, you know, we... You know, several years ago that we had Hollywood coming and asking us to do a, a rodeo dog deal. And they 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 filmed the dogs. And this is kind of low tech. But now with the, the dog's mouths moving and everything, I think it would be a kick-ass show. You know, but I got to be in front of the right people. Right. You know, and, you know, people say the reality shows. <clears throat> 
you know, get on one of them. No, you don't want to live in life with Burt Davis. You know, there's good days and bad days, and I'll be the first to admit, you know, and, but, you know, Franny kind of understands why there's some days that I'm an asshole because I want to be that perfection. And we've seen it here. Right. Response afterwards. Oh, yeah. Great response. Okay. Another question. Um, if you could go back and do it all over again, would you prefer to make it big in the circus versus the rodeo? Good oh, question. Good question. That question comes from Kyle slash Ortega. Wow. Well, good actually, question, you know, a circus performer works a lot harder than we do in the rodeo world. You know, you look at a circus and, you know, they're, they're in San Antonio tonight. Seguin, Texas, the next night, Kerrville, Texas, the next night, and they're moving. You know, the circuses that I worked with, the first one was uh, uh, Garden Brothers, and we toured across Canada, and we did 16 stops. 11 of them, I did rodeo there, and and Dick Garden was amazed. But this last time I worked with Giovanni Zopi, we was parked in one spot for eight weeks we did wow. eight, we so did for two weeks. months yeah two months for 80 performances and it was fun because we had parked in there but rodeo you know the money that we're making now you know because when i started you know when i started you know the top pay for a rodeo clown in 1974 was 200 dollars a performance it used to be in the rule book that if you worked the nfr you got paid 150 dollars a performance and the alternate had to untie calves. It was in the rule book. At the NFR? Wow. No way. Yeah. That's, you know, that's one of my first rule I didn't books. know the Binion was alive in 1974. <laughs> 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 Got him. Um, but, like, on those circuses, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't. I want to actually go to one and go behind the scenes. You know, I, I, I want to know how it is comparable to the rodeo world because everybody says, oh, us rodeo guys, we're just, we're, we're circus people with nicer rigs. Or, and, 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 you know, actually, you're right. You know, it's just like, carnies. yeah, we, we are, you know, we're, we're two days. What about the motorcycle, the monster trucks? You know, it's whatever carnival ride that you like, you go on it and you ride it for a while. Then you get off like the promoters, you know, you have rodeo promoters and they decide to get out of that. And then they go to monster trucks. Then they come back around rodeo. It's, you know, we, we're glorified carnies, you know, we're performers, you know, just like, you know, this, the, the, the buses that we've seen downstairs. Oh my God. You know, and, and uh, they just keep on rolling in. And, and then, you know, and then our rigs, you know, and circuses, you know, you do okay. Uh, but it's, you know, there's, they have a front man and unless you get the sponsors that, you know, to carry on the advertisement and everything, but I, I would do rodeo better when I'm having a transition change and is of just being a specialty act, you know, because when I do my acts as a rodeo clown, after they screw up, I can come back and talk about them and just, you know, make fun of it. But me as a specialty act, I got one shot, you know, and when you're dealing with seven dogs and you don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, like today, and I, you know, and I've always, I was taught years ago that they remember your first perf and your last perf. They don't remember anything in the middle and they always remember your last perf. So the pressure was on. And see, on our, my original schedule here, I was supposed to do our stage show at 11 o'clock and then hurry up and get over here and, and do this. Well, 
Page, who runs the Freeman Coliseum, said, you know, the sheepdog trials want to start early. Let's cancel that one and move it somewhere else. And, oh, thank God, you know, because so our dogs are fresh. You know, we, you know, on Monday, we did two stage shows in the morning, one at 6.15, and then performed right after the bronc ride at the rodeo. Damn. You know, and we was hustling. And I was worried that we wasn't going to have the time. That's a full damn day. It is. So, like, so, are there production meetings and, like, stuff like that in the circus? Or, like, when you guys, because, like I said, I'm intrigued about this, Hambo, because yeah, I've been to, like, two circuses my whole life. But, I mean, if you think about it, there is big production with your front man and your this and your that. And, you know, I mean, do you guys have to meet with like, cause there's obviously not a committee. I mean, it's a, was the, the first circus that we went to and, you know, I've never dreamed actually here in San Antonio, uh, 1968 when they had the hemisphere here, my parents and I was on a vacation and one of the buildings you know, and I don't know what building, and Darcy doesn't remember. I seen Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey back when it was three rings. I was so pissed that they had three animal acts in three rings, and I couldn't watch them all. You know, I mean, this was with Ringling Brothers, you know, 1968. You know, and now we're back, you know, here. Um, when I worked with this first circus, we were supposed to have rehearsal, and uh, it got delayed one day then it got delayed the next and then um and and then we had the 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 manitoba the manitoba animal humane society show up and i was the animal act and the horses were well she inspected my dogs and you know we're all wearing hoodies there's a storm coming in it's 32 degrees our temperature and um she goes up uh, what do you how do you keep your dogs cool and I said, wouldn't the appropriate question be, how do you keep them warm? Well, she looked at us, and when she walked around the corner on my big exercise pan, I had, I had tennis balls in it. And she went, oh, good. They have tennis balls, you know, keep the stress out. Well, she passed us. She went over to the horses. Now a storm, there is hail, this big as, you know, this big coming down. The boys that put in the tent together for the horse deal was laying on a, on a, on a panel truck, and they were being lifted. This Manitoba animal humane officer that saves animals ran to her car and it rolled up all the windows. She wouldn't have none of that. She was out of there. So <clears throat> we all got together and they put put to order of events and we went with it. And then later on, um, the the trick riders broke down and then that's when I started to act with uh, you know with uh, with Kitty doing the trash can act and they said it was the best opening that they've ever had and I, and we stayed that way do everybody like after the circus gets over and i do do you guys sit around the trailers drinking beer and cooking out and telling stories <laughs> and we you know well we see we in a on a on the garden run it was three or four hundred miles in between stops oh shit so there was no hanging out after. no there was no hanging out but when we did we was able to tell stories. Now, when we was, you know, there in uh, Redwood City with Zopies, um, there were several families there that was from Russia and where was it? Ukraine. Ukraine. And I really, you know, they didn't, they barely spoke English, but I would have really liked to sat down and talk to them and find out what really is it like over there? 
you know, but they were happy going like goofy bastards, you know, goofy yeah. bastards, you know. Yeah, so it's like rodeo. And, and then I became pretty much, know, and I and I became a grandpa to a little two-year-old Russian girl, uh, Mira, and she was a doll. Her dad was handy what he did and everything. But um, I've always told young rodeo clowns <clears throat> or guys starting out, go to several circuses and watch that clown perform without a wireless all pantomime and watch what he does you know every act that a circus clown does they did it before the rodeo guys did it right every, every act but i said just go in there and watch them work without you know and i become a good friend uh, um patricio i just worked with him at denver at the extreme dogs and he did an accident i told him i said i'm stealing that act and he goes whatever you want to do i'll help you and then we got you know he traveled with us across canada and alaska and see you know when we did the circus i'd flown up there for frank um Koloski, uh to do several rodeos in in uh in, in alaska yeah in alaska. i've been up there with old frank yeah, and and i flew up there with kitty so Kitty did the trash can act, and then, he, you know, he ran barrels. And so we was in August, and Franny had to stay at Halstead's house and take care of all the rest of the dogs. It was just Kitty and me, and I was up there for two weeks. And then in August, uh, Don Inslee, you know, rest in peace, called yep. me and goes, hey, Bert, I got a promoter going to call you that there's a circus going across Canada and Alaska. And he goes, I know a dog act that would work. Well, the guy called me and we got hooked up and they said, you're going to Alaska. And I said, I don't care. You know, I want to go to take Franny. Well, during the Alaska trip and we was in, you know, during the intermission, we would take pictures with the dogs and I'd put the kids in front of the dogs and the dogs would lick their face and everybody thought it was cute. And, and we split the money with the circus. And this lady comes up and goes, um, we seen that act. A rodeo clown had it in a in, in Palmer, and she goes, "Yes, ma'am, that was my husband." She goes, "He was a rodeo clown. He wasn't a circuit performer." And she had to explain to him, but it was so funny. So I do hold the title that I'm the first rodeo <coughs> rodeo clown in PRSA that worked a circus and a rodeo in the same town in Alaska the same year. I just, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I congratulations. Vote for Bert. So I am so, in, I am so for Bert. I am so intrigued by the circus deal though. Have you ever thought about putting on a circus there at the San Angelo Rodeo Grounds? They have they have one here. Do they? Yeah, I don't I don't know okay, who does it. But they you know, have it. Aaron, like, has, you know, Aaron has a great idea of doing a special act tour. Yeah, I do like that. Okay, one more circus question, I promise. What do you think the animal rights people have or what have the animal rights people really done to help out the circus industry besides all the negativity because they said they want to come in there and and make things so much better and keep animal acts but all it's done is hurt it well and like just you talked about you've seen that firsthand and isn't that why ringling brothers kind of faded out because pretty much, there was so much pressure about the elephants <laughs> well <clears throat> you know as the devil's tool of the cell phone you know there's videos and you know there's you know there's 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 good and bad and ringling won nine million dollars but the family kind of didn't want it but you know ringling's coming back no animals you know and it's really sad i did post you know on facebook you know animal free you know and what do you have if you yeah, have an animal sucks. free circus i don't understand that's what you a know, circus you're is you're having a variety show but you know in all these towns and and we talked about it on raw that you know there's a lot of states 
you know, cities in North America that says no exotic animals. Well, when we're not looking the other way, they could drop that one word and say no animals. And a place in San Antonio with all the stuff that they got going on would be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, no agriculture would disappear, you know, except for, you know, they wouldn't understand. And, and the morals that this place does, you know, <coughs> but, um, you know, they ruined it. And, they, you know, guys like me, um, you know, they, they come at you. You know, when we as on America's got talent, you know, the guy, you know, and this, and this is 2010 and, and social media really didn't get good. They go, you know, look at it, you know, because they did a, a three or four minute segment. Right. And uh, I looked at it and said, uh, you know, well, look at the, the, the dogs are wearing chokers. And if you look under their bandanas, you know, there's a uh, shot callers. Now there's 10 dogs on stage. How do you know to have 10 callers that I can zap each one and I'm holding hoops. Now, how in the hell can I do that? I'm not that talented, you know, so, you know, I, they haven't done anything except ruin it. And we've lost, you know, a generation of animal trainers. There's a lot of them that just don't want to go, you know, through the nonsense of being hated on, you know, because, you know, just like you on this, you know, this web, you know, this cowboy channel, you know, you, you know, last year you got beat up. You know, um, and, you know, there's a lot of us that try to defend everybody because, you know, we're all friends and everything. But the circus world, you got people that, you know, you got people that don't have a clue that hadn't even been to a circus. Got to throw their two cents in. You know, the great thing about social media is you got a voice. The bad thing about social media is you got a voice. Yeah, I I, uh, I would I would love to to do more circus stuff. Um you know, in Fort Madison, Iowa, when Hambone saw this, the Ringling yeah. brothers have a house over they well they did they had a house over the river. Yeah, river, it's the on this. On it's this big, huge house, and I don't know if it was a was it the Ringling. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, circus, and they had in the base and uh, and downstairs, uh, I think in the basement they had lions, and there's actually claw marks on the door. They from the lions, still, still in, still in there. Yeah, it smells like from, piss. from the piss. But yeah, What's that house is. One more question, bud. One more question. I'm bud. hungry. It, it better be the right question. It is the right question because anyway. I think. Wait, just two more questions. One funny one. One serious. One serious first. If you could bring any dog back from the dead as a puppy, who would it be? Oh crap. That's a hard one. Exactly. Um, That's what she said. Yeah. That's what Franny said. Let's see. Yeah. Um, there has to be two. This is like your kids. Like, how, yeah. how can you pick? You well, know? you know what you yeah. said? The one, you know, as you say, the one that has the most potential run. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm going to say Kelsey and Winnie. You know, them two. You know, um, that was, you know, to bring them back. You know, but I, I've had a lot of stars, you know, um, it, it's, I've been blessed to keep on bringing stars out and, and developing more stars because I'm self-taught, you know, I watched some, some rodeo clowns back in the old days do it. And, and you know, you know, the episode with fog hat and, you know, um, you know, there's to, to get animals to do what you do, you know, it's all we're doing is enhance their ability and figure out what works and try to make a storyline. You know, any act has to have a start, a middle and an ending, you know, and be able to do it 
in three minutes, six minutes, or nine minutes, dark or 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 full, you know. And uh, um, I we just been blessed with, with the dogs I've had. You know, my A team would be unreal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I agree with the, I agree with you on that. Okay, but you got to ask me the one question about Rushmore. Oh, that that was the last, the last one. Was it? Because I, I've been thinking about this one for a long time. This is okay, this, this is the this last comes, question. This comes right? from Kyle underscore. Yeah, the last question from Kyle underscore Barrel Man. I think that's Kyle Bode. Okay. Um. Oh wait, no, this is Tyler Fitzgerald. I'm sorry, Tyler Fitzgerald. Who is your Mount Rushmore of barrel men? Ooh. That is a deep question. Well, first of all, there's That's... not a big enough rock. But you gotta you gotta narrow it down to four. No, I can't because but now see there's several things. Are you talking about a protection barrel man? Or are you talking about a barrel man that has access all around? I would say all barrel around. man combat. quit trying all to around. get out of it, Bert. Okay, all right. Uh Jimmy Schumacher. Um, one of the greatest pitchers of all times, of Buster the Bull from Surveys, you know, as you know, has him up high in the air, and uh, is it Chuck trying to reach down, pulling him down? Uh, John Taylor, probably one of the funniest son bitches. That's Drew Taylor's dad. Yep, Snort. <laughs> yep, Snort. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to say um, Andy North because he's an animal. Andy North is the baddest cat in the barrel i mean that guy has taken a beating and a beating and he's a, you know it's a meeting at, at 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 your party first time i ever got to meet him a couple years ago great kid love him to death i am and i wasn't around much but i watched the videos and holy crap i mean you gotta be an animal to be a, a you just gotta hate your life to work that many fighting bulls <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but see i just can't pick four you know because there's you know um Drillster Rumford. Oh, Bert, don't say that. <laughs> no, no. But I will say no. this. So, you know, changing the subject a little bit. You know, a couple of years ago at the NFR, you know, they did a tribute for Liesel. You know, and and I thought, oh, that that was nice. You know, all the bullfighters and the barrel men, you know, wore Liesel's makeup and tribute. But you know what? The bullfighters forgot to wear red tights and a skirt and white tube socks with red stripes on them because Wick passed away that same year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's great about Liesel, but they didn't do that for Wick. Yeah, and Wick, Wick you know, it mm-hmm. is the whole time legend. You know, that, legend. that crushed me. You know that that crushed me. You know, and yeah, I've never taught there. John. You know, and 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 Harrison and and Tuckness, You know, and maybe Cody Webster was there. They can hate me for it, but you know that kind of hurt me because they didn't know. You know, and they know the history. You know, and they honored Liesel. And Wick was in the association way before, and a lot of people tried to be like Wick. Well, I think Wick didn't get enough. You know, people didn't know because there he, wasn't. He kind of changed how it was all done, didn't he? I mean, he oh, yeah. he made yeah. bullfighting what it is today, protection bullfighting. Exactly. Okay, I promise this is the last one. This is I'm making this one up for me and Hambone. Okay. If me and Hambone were circus clowns, what would our circus clowns name be? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, <laughs> you got to help me here. Let's see, I don't know. It was well, just funny because I, I, I don't think I think I think Hambone and Rump would would be good. No, that's our rodeo names. Oh, well, yeah. You can carry Hat. over, you know. Tubs and Chubs. 
Hey, you know what? We're going to be together in Halloween next year at Lubbock at the uh, Texas Tech College Rodeo. We should dress up as circus clowns, like go full out, big shoes, tubs and chubs. Tubs? Would you do it? Tubs and we're yeah, going to be together. Be on, we have a performance on Halloween. Isn't that the weekend of the Roping Fiesta? No, it's the week before. Oh, so okay, you will be available for that. So don't try to back out <laughs> right now. Maybe you yeah. can help. You know, have somebody run the music. You come down and we do the. Well, he just talks in your earpiece and make you funny anyway. He's yeah, done exactly. Job, but... <laughs> yeah, what are you, what are you going to do without my help? <laughs> well, if you're in the arena with me, if you're Which, in the arena, I would love can... I would love to clown um, a perf with you. We we got to find an amateur rodeo because by God, can't get fined here. I, I tell you what, you come to Greensburg, Kansas, March 18th and 19th, I will let you clown with me. Medicine River Rodeo. <laughs> Mike Greenleaf I'll does be it. At, I'll be at that little hay barn down there called NRG Stadium in Houston. In May? I thought I said, said March 18th. No. I said I, March. You said March. Yeah, he did. Damn it. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey. Still not enough time, but guys, rump, still listen to for all. Hey, Bert, Bert, tell Rump about your foot. <laughs> Shut up. If you, you want, want the about- inside joke on that, go get the raw with Bert Davis. I yeah, promise you I all. Know, this was I don't give a shit insane. if you give us $5 for one month. That one episode is worth all of it. It Every, is. It, it's worth $50. I The first time I heard it was two days after I helped uh, record it. <laughs> and uh, it was just amazing. And. And it, it's it's so fun to hang out with Bert and Franny. I'm so glad we've got to go to Denver together and, and here and hang out. But uh, the Raw is the one you want. This is just a little, for everybody that doesn't listen to Raw, this is just a little bitty taste because the Raw is just uh, unbelievably amazing. And we got a lot of cool new stuff coming up. Me and Mahambo, we've uh, do way better recording. We've already been put out more this year than we have for quite a while. So good things to come. Um, with San Angelo right around the corner. You know, we're, we'll be together and, and uh, headed to Austin from here. A lot of great guests. Um, the one thing uh, I want do want to do at San Angelo this year, speaking of the whole circus deal, it'd be pretty cool, and I think we can get this done. I want to get one of the carnival workers. Just go over, get one of the carnival workers, give them 200 bucks, and say, come sit down for two hours. And we just ask them all about carnival, and because you got a yeah. great carnival there, a great bunch of people. They don't speak very good English. Well, that's we'll find a, one. No, they really don't. They're Laotian. The Peruvian, Peruvian. Well, we'll find one of the. But it's the cleanest carnival you ever have. They just did Fort Worth. They do the Texas yeah. State Fair, Tally Amusements. It's a great carnival. Come on yeah, down. So we're gonna do more circus carnival themed stuff. Are you I gonna come to Houston? Can you come to Houston at all? I will stop by Houston. Yes. No, Last I time I did the world stop, but we'll try it again. True story. We recorded like two or three episodes, and then. Uh, rump left and go to Austin, and COVID hit. Where well, COVID were you? Already when hit, the world stopped turning that COVID day. I was yeah. in Houston at the RV park, and then yeah. they said, "Come in." Anyway, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody. We, thank uh, thanks, you, uh, Bert, Franny. Tell Franny, give give right. Rump, give Franny a kiss on the lips for me. Please. I have like twice. every time I drive by Franny going to the building on my golf cart, I yell, "Show us your tits." <laughs> Does she? she hasn't done it yet? Dang it! But you know, 
tonight. We'll see. Tonight's so, um, the night. Tonight. Tonight. Oh shit! This much. <laughs> no, no, Franny. I want to see your tits tonight. I'm at work. Um, and also, don't forget to go to our online store. The online store is open. Rumpchat.com. You can go and did it, is it working again? Oh, it's up and flying. It's going great. All right. Uh, we got Let's great orders. Let's go. Rumpchat.com. Uh, Rumpchat.com. Red River Arenas is coming on for another year. Hey, we're not trying to take over the world here, but rope in your own backyard. You know, buy Red River Arena. Rope with your friends. They're great people. It's a mom and pop shop. One of the probably the, the nicest bunch of people that you'll ever deal with. Red River Arena is delivered to your house. Anything you JB need. JB Mooney stands by. Yeah. JB yeah. Mooney stands by their product. If JB Mooney says they're tough, they're tough. They're, if you order a set of buck and shoots from Red River Arenas, it'll show up with a monster energy shirt on, smoking a Marlboro Red. That's how tough that stuff is. If you buy so, a set of buck and shoots from Red River Arena, JB Mooney will be the first to come and get on the bull in that arena. Okay, that's Supposedly. your deal. That's not on me this time. <laughs> but if you are going to show up, don't forget, show up with America's best selling whiskey, Pendleton whiskey. Going to be bucking with the rump chat for another year. We appreciate them and all they do to keep us lubed up enough to get through the everyday in and outs of professional rodeo. <laughs> Thank you, Jancy, for lubing us up. We appreciate you. Uh, it's the tits. Oh, we do have it's the tits uh, tank tops too. Now at our online shop. So if you got big tits and you want to show them off with Rump Chat, uh, oh Franny, perfect. Hey, you know what? We got to get Bird on there. We got to get him a. <laughs> order sheet so he can get some stuff off there he's still got you his get, rodeo sweatshirt from like 1999 so i do I actually you get bird a cough drop everybody here's coffee even uh randy corley had to take the day off extreme bulls because even our boss has lost her voice here so it's been a little uh, but we got we've got i don't uh, even listen know what to me and shot it's glasses, peanut butter but, tequila mezcal. Mezcal. we're easing into it as you see Mm, he's into mm. it mm, oh my god uh, that's good so indeed anyhow good things and thank you okay. thank you thank you bone uh yep so peace out everybody have a good, we'll be uh, back yep whatever have a good show said, enjoy your week love each other because we might be at war here soon and the world might be over so spend the money listen to the raw buy our shit hug your mom amen Fury's breathing down.